It's another episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. We finally get a chance to respond to a trade proposal that one of our sister shows put out on their shows last week. Plus, we take a look at another player and prospect, Michael Carcone, who came up from the American Hockey League Tucson Roadrunners over the season. All that on today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me. On today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, I want to make it. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It is a big show for us. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's um, the uh, the end of the week, so it's exciting to be at the end of the week. But we got a we got a lot to get to. We got. We are uh, breaking down a trade proposal from one of our sister shows, and we're talking Michael Carcone while also trying to stay cool. It, it, we got excessive heat warnings all throughout this weekend, so my way of cooling down is a uh, Coyote's Katrina beer. Um, yeah, I got some wine. Uh, it's Friday. Friday. We got to get done on Friday. Everybody's oh. working for the weekend. Oh, weekend. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Carl just went there. <laughs> partying, partying. Yeah? Partying, partying, yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Gonna talk about some prospects and some trade proposals. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get things started with this show then. Um, so to preface you guys and the prep and you know, for everybody, the uh our sister show, Locked on Leafs, did a show dedicated to um Putting some possible trades out there with you know with with teams to kind of try to make their team to make their team better, um, and try to just go through a bunch of different prospects and whatever uh, pro, you know prospective trades and say like all right let's see what we can do. Um, so when they landed on the Coyotes, they actually started with the Coyotes, and they talked about the tr- potential of the trade uh, for defenseman Jacob Chikrin. And I'm going to go ahead. And get ready to bring up the graphic here so we can all break it down together. Here it is. Here is their trade proposal. Once again, this was from the Locked On Leafs show on June 1st when it got released. Um, here's an interesting trade. Um, it's a trade, again, you know, they want Jacob Chikrin. And here's what they're willing to give us, Carl. They're willing to give us their 25th overall pick in this upcoming draft. The, uh, a young defenseman in Rasmus Sandin, the goaltender Peter Morazic, and an extra prospect or two they mentioned uh, in the two that they mentioned uh, as potentials on this list were Semi uh, Dare, I don't even want to pronounce it, so SDA and uh, Roni Hirvonen. Yep. Um, we know that from the season itself, uh, Bill Armstrong was apparently looking for a pick a prospect and a player uh this seems to fit with that um more or less uh first round pick um some players some prospects uh 
not exactly the quality I think the Coyotes were looking for the return for any of the three, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, I think this is a good start. I really... <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think based off of the, the, from what I've been receiving, like, I, the, in terms of all lockdown shows who want Jacob Chikrin, the only reason why I'm sharing this one with everybody is this one actually is the one that at least has the most legs. (laughs) Yeah, definitely a good start. I will say that like it is fitting for what we are looking for for the coyotes um i i do not think it's there but it's a good opening negotiation um like i i I just don't necessarily think the the coyotes benefit enough from this like the picks late the the players are not I mean, like Sandine is a makers. young defenseman. He can, like, I, I feel like Sandine can, you know, can develop. I think that one could be a good throw-in. Uh, Peter Morazic is just there for the money, really. It's just there to, you know, throw to kind of quote make the money work is what they said on their show. Um, sure, because those two players combined equal Jacob Chickman's contract. Um, because again, because yeah. the, the Leafs are in a t- in a difficult cap cap situation, so. Um, while the Coyotes are, would be helping them out immensely by sending them Jacob Chikrin, you know, it's also, it's like, okay, well, um, well, we'll also do a, another thing by, and while we're giving you also 25th overall pick, you know, a pretty decent young defenseman in Rasmus Sandin and a prospect or two, um, the, well, the only thing we ask in return essentially is like in, t- in addition is that you take on Peter Mrazek's contract. I think it's a re- somewhat reasonable ask. It's just, and, and I think Peter Mrazek's contract is like, I think worth $3 million over the next two years left. So I will say this, uh, there's absolutely no reason the coyotes need to be doing the Maple Leafs any favors. So yeah, if you need to make the money work Toronto, you could pay to make the money worth. Like that's like a thing you could do. Like if you want to, you pay, could throw if, in like a second wanna, round pick. Well, they don't have any. That's the problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> Two third round picks. Like yeah, they don't have a like, third rounder either. I looked at their, their I looked at their, their their draft table. They have they have nothing. The, then uh, more prospects because like this is like it, <laughs> so it feels like it, the Coyotes are doing favors for the Toronto Maple Leafs with this deal. So we like, made a joke about this, um, or they made a joke about this, and I want to joke. I want to um, reverse the joke on them um, because they because they said that Bill Armstrong will probably ask for a Matthew Nice. And they're like, take do you want my car keys, my house too? And we're like, yes, yes, we do. <laughs> we will yeah. because because like if you really want Jacob Chikrin, you'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah. No, uh I just um yesterday on Five Fair Howling, I wrote about Shane Gosta's bear. And I incorporated a lot about what we discussed in our episode. I've linked to the episode, so you can definitely check it out uh if you haven't already. But the Coyotes like got paid to take a Shane Gostisbehere contract, uh, and you're telling me about this deal. But you're like, yeah, Morazic needs to be thrown in there to make the money work. Uh, so you get paid for that. Like the Coyotes need goaltending. 
Mrazek is not like the answer to anything. So throw in I mean, some prospects. I mean, let's also be fair though. In with that, I know Mrazek did. No, we do not need to be no, fair. Well, no, no, no. We no, can no, like, bend him over the barrel. Listen to what I'm saying here. Listen to what I'm saying here. Um, like Mrazek is definitely not a good goaltender, but like and like he did not have a good year with the Maple Leafs. But he can in in some ways be like one of those goaltenders or one of those players, you know, toward that somehow turn things around with a, with a change of scenery. He played 20 games. He had a 0.888 save percentage, a 3.34 goals against average. He is six foot two, 188 pounds. So not the big goaltender that the Coyotes tend to go for. He is probably not going to benefit from the Coyote system. He is a cap dump in this to make the money work for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, and if that needs to be done, I can appreciate that, but you got to sweeten that pot, baby. You got to throw in more. Like you can't just throw in a late first round pick, a okay defenseman. The Coyotes certainly need defensemen, yeah, but they're going to be giving do. up. They're going to be giving up their best defenseman for like a, you know, like a potential, like couple years should be a good one. Like I like Sandine. Like I think he could potentially be a good defenseman, but he's not a Jacob Chikrin. He's not a blue chick, blue chip prospect. And then like a Mrazic contract just seems more like a wait. Like this seems like a good start for a Maple Leafs offer. You just got to throw in like a bunch more because Again, it's not yeah, nearly like, enough. I think it's I think I do think it's a good, a good start and I'm and I'm just putting out putting putting all these topics out there as a form of um of furthering the conversation. It's like okay, you know, I can understand why you want to add this, but there's definitely more to do. And actually, we can, you know, fi- you know, wrap up this conversation actually in just a sec, but first um, we do have to uh, get a quick, quick word out there. So Carl has got, got a quick word he does want to share. So I have a message from our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports development, news, odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC right down to boxing if you're old school. Are you watching the hockey conference finals? Did you watch the Tampa Bay New York game that happened just before we recorded this? Are you going to be betting on more Tampa Bay New York games? Because honestly, we're not going to talk about the numbers, but I, I kind of give New York or Tampa Bay the, the edge there. Uh, but definitely feel free to check out more sources on that. And one of the best sources is Bet Online, is your continued source for all your sports wedging information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, we have an important favor to ask you guys. We put together a survey so we can learn more about the listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. 
It won't take very long, and everybody that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Once again, LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks, everybody, for your help. But anyways, back to this trade proposal, Carl. Like we said, it's a good start. And to be honest, I think there is like a deal to be made here. Like I think you can make a deal here with with the Maple Leafs if they really want Checkman. And I think, and it starts with it does start with the proposal that we that that the Leafs podcast sent us. Right? It's again, it has I think a skeleton of what we're looking for. Um, that, that, as we mentioned. Um, I'm looking up uh, on a website on NHLmembers.com, and Roni Hirvonen is listed as their number six prospect in the system. Um, yeah. So, I uh, mean, there. Do we go better? <laughs> do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to shake them for Matthew Nice? Uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, if the Maple Leafs are in a situation where they're in, which they clearly are. Like the, the Leafs, they just had a very embarrassing, like getting bumped from the playoffs. They need to do something. No one really knows what that something is because they do have a phenomenal team that needs to get better in lots of ways. Like the Coyotes should absolutely take advantage of that. Like this is not one of those like, yeah, we'll do you a favor. Now you do us a favor later. No, the Coyotes should absolutely rake the Maple Leafs over the coals. So, like, this is the starting point. They should just add a bunch after this. Like, and and honestly, like, maybe some veterans, like, just throw that in there, too. Like, if the Coyotes, like, like, they need, like, the blue line to be replenished. They need picks. They need, like, a lot like, might as well make this, like, a big trade. It's Jacob Chikrin. He's your biggest piece. Go big or I mean, go home. I mean, here's, here's the only thing that I have to be cautious about, consider to be cautious about is um, because at, as of right now, Jacob Chikrin's good, but he's not elite. He's good, but not elite. And I think, but the potential there is elite, and, you, that, and with that, you can ask for a lot. I don't think that we can ask for much, like much close to like what, um, what Buffalo asked for with the trade for Jack Eichel. Right. Yeah. We uh, have to be careful about that because teams are not going to, it's not just going to like give up their, like, you know, like, you know, half, like, you know, half their life savings, so to speak for Jacob Chickering because he's not, he's good, but not that great. Right. True. I, I will also say this. I do not know what Bill Armstrong's relationship with Jacob Chikrin is. Like, there is a lot that has been written into, like, what he said that he wants out. Uh, I, I do not think that the team handled his situation the best way. Mm-hmm. But Jack Eichel was not allowed to get surgery for a neck injury. Like, that is a just unbridgeable gap like right that is something that i do not think the coyotes are at that point with jacob chicken i no. hope to god they are not because that no, is just... i don't think he's demanding a trade although he does likely want out of arizona given the fact that based off his language he wants to he does he, he i don't think he has the endurance 
to run through a deep rebuilding team because he wants to compete. You know, he wants to go through his good years as a defenseman and his potentially really, really good years with a team that can compete. Yeah, but the, they already had the worst year of the rebuild. Like, next year is going to be bad, but, like... Yeah. It's, a, it's, like a, it's a tank for a Bedard year. Like, yeah. Like, it, it's going to be, like, one more bad year, but by the third year, like, the Coyotes are not going to be in tank mode. They're still going to be, like, not great, but, like, on the way up. Like, I, I, I don't understand the idea of like wanting out of the rebuild after one of the two super bad years here's the only thing and why though like it like if it is going to happen it's going to happen this offseason because this is his last year without a no trade clause yeah so if he's going to get moved it's going to be this offseason it's going to be this draft and that's and like Yes, that 25th overall is a late first rounder. Um, but let's be real. Like, if the Coyotes can add it, get a fourth first round draft pick in here, like, that's leverage now with a lot of other people. Like, are they going to keep all four? Um, who knows? <laughs> yeah, but it's like four in the 20s. Like, I know we talked about this earlier this week. It's a very deep draft. Like, anything beyond six is kind of a crapshoot. But still, like, I I just don't see a 25th overall pick being, like, that flashy as a first-round pick. I mean, it could be. It could not be. Like here's the another thing that could happen let's like let's think hypothetically here let's think let's say you know a top prospect who you know on almost all board rankings was like supposed to be like 15 right and then all of a sudden keeps dropping keeps dropping keeps dropping and all of a sudden gets to the least 25th pick and this guy is still available and you're like whoa what happened like all of a sudden you're in a whole different situation like you're because ta- we're talking again once again because every GM has different draft boards and like if somehow a player that falls and you know you you view him as a different value you're gonna get it you're gonna get something out of it yeah I mean I guess I just like I don't know and like the Coyotes have thing. the Carolina pick like in that's twenty seventh overall i believe oh like that is 27th yeah i mean here's yeah. and here's another thing too um another thing to keep in mind when it comes to using that 25th overall pick as an example um when getting four again you have three picks in the last um the last seven of the last seven picks of the draft uh for the first round um like if you really think about it, like at least one of those three, like, like if, if, if like none of those three end up becoming like a, I wouldn't say superstar, but end, end up becoming like a, a key player in the coyotes, that's a failure. Yeah. Here's the, like, and that's the thing is like, if you add an extra one, you are adding more insurance on the potential of, you're just picking up prospects to see like and and doing what you can. And the Coyotes, 
they like they have the, they're able to do it because they're because like there's like all right let's let these guys develop and see what happens yeah i i, I get it like it it's like uh i again like because uh we're running out of this segment i i think it's a strong starting offer i i think there needs to be some more negotiation because like everything is just kind of like eh it, it's it's an it's an eh offer like the coyotes need like a counter response which um I, I, we're not doing this live so we can't do like but i i think like like maybe like a better prospect thrown in there again like i would I mean, kind of like to see a veteran giving- I mean, again, they're get, you know their prospect. They get like one of them is the six, is one of, is like one of the top ten prospects. Yeah. So. And well, that's an or prospect too. Like they weren't even sure for that. Like the main center points of the deal is you know a pick that's like a defenseman who could be good and a goalie who's bad. Like just adding that goaltender contract, that bad deal to me says you need to add more because if we're taking in contract, like I do not care if you need to make this work, you need to sweeten the pot in that instance. That is fair. That is fair. But again, once again, I think that this, uh, this trade is probably the most is the closest that we got. And it's, it's, and it has the most less, like I said, and honestly, I think we, again, with the skeleton there, there is a deal to be made. We can yep. work things out with the, with the Toronto Maple Leafs and Lockdown Leafs, and if they want to, if 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 they want to, um, if they're listening back to this and want to chime in, let us know. Um, we can we can work something out. <laughs> Obviously, we're not the GMs, but like we can figure something out still. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll just slip some notes to Bill Armstrong next time we see him. We'll be like, hey, make this deal. <laughs> um, but again. I, I like I like the starting point, and I think there is a deal to be made potentially here. Yeah, it, it's not the worst trade I've seen. Like, not gonna lie, it's it's a it's a really good starting point. I just think it needs more work. Yeah, absolutely the best one that we've gotten. We've gotten that's why that's why it's that's why we're, I was able to spend twenty minutes talking about it because of that because I get because all the other ones were just like they're not even worth it. They're not even worth talking about. But absolutely. Let's 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 get going though. Let's move forward. Let's talk some prospects or a prospect rather. Uh, we're going to talk about Michael Carcone, um, who was actually just signed to a Coyotes contract this last offseason after spending time with Tucson as a as a loaned member from the Milwaukee Admirals under the Nashville Predators system. Um, and I like what I saw. Yeah, me too. Definitely me too. He was uh, uh, like, I think one of the most loved guys in Tucson to start off with, and he gets called up. Has a and like like has a good year. I think um, a lot of uh, a lot of people love the memes that were that that came up with him. Carcone. <laughs> yeah, Carcone was a good one. That was uh, a great one. Had a good year with the Roadrunners, uh, 48 games, 24 goals, 17 assists, 41 points. Uh, was a minus 11 if you're one of the people 
who cares about plus minus. Arizona Coyotes, 20 ga- 21 games played, four goals, two assists, six points, minus eight. So definitely played better in the AHL than the NHL, which to be expected. Uh, I mean, the AHL is definitely a lot easier to score than the NHL. It is, it is a different game. No, I mean, yeah. um, we've talked about that, right? We talked about how different it is. Um, but I think either way, though, like he took advantage of his opportunity getting called up, right? You know, I think, yeah. um, you know, the, how injured the Coyotes were. It's just like, okay, let's, let's, try, let, let's try out Michael Carcone and see what happens. Because um, I don't think he was getting much 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 of a opportunity with net with the national system so like you know like he he definitely got it here yeah i mean i i do think that he played well with the coyotes he was definitely a player i felt like was more of just like a injury call up more so than a player who like earned a spot um so still maybe needs a couple of years of work but a good showing like a good indication of what he could be like, I, I do think, like, a lot of the Tucson Roadrunners guys are like, yeah, there's a lot of potential there. Like, whether or not they can make it work as a full-time NHLer, that remains to be seen. I mean, let's be real on this one. Michael Carcone is uh, 26, yeah, 26 years old, and he's playing at the level he is now. He's not going to be a superstar. I don't think we would, no. like, he's going to be, uh, you know, maybe a third line winger, most likely a fourth line winger. Like, unfortunately he has played too many games to be the next Michael Bunting. Uh, he is not going to be winning the Calder uh, <laughs> award next year. <laughs> oh, dang. Um, but, but yeah, like, I don't know. There's definitely like, a benefit to having a good third line player in your system. Like there, there are times when like I'm watching like draft coverage and people will like bring up a scenario where like, could you get, would you rather take like 20% chance of being like a borderline superstar, 80% bust or like a guaranteed third line player. And depending on what the pick is, I'm like, I'd maybe take that guaranteed third line player. Like teams win cups because of depth. Like if you right. could have a good depth player and I'm not sure if Kokoni is that yet, but he could grow into it. Like he definitely has that kind of like, you know, that spark, but definitely needs a bit more time. It'll be interesting to see what he can do like out of training camp. Like if he can make the team mm-hmm. out of training camp, that's a good sign. If he gets sent back to Tucson. Uh, Honestly, though, could I think he's just where... here in Tucson. Yeah. I think he well, starts the next year in Tucson. In that case, if he does, he needs to like make himself indispensable in the next call up because you know twenty six is young. It's younger than I am, uh, certainly, but not exactly a spring chicken. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I think that is you know it's the. Uh, the uh, the mid late twenties the mid to late twenties is where an NHL player should be reaching their prime close to, so especially for a forward like yes. defenseman a little bit later, goaltenders a little bit later than that, 
forwards, like like this year, next year should be his best years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and like we said, defenseman, you can you know that can be up until like twenty eight, twenty nine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, like I see Carcone as like as a potential piece. Like I said, as that potential third or fourth liner down the road um, for this team and for this uh, for the Coyote squad. And I think I th- I mean I like again like again maybe I'm maybe I'm a little bit biased as you know someone who has watched him play in Tucson and like, I'm like, I really like what this kid can do. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, Carcone is a player who has shown that he is willing to put in the work. Like we see that with a player who is loaned out by his team, like finding a spot with the team and getting a contract with them. Like that is like definitely like a work mentality. You don't get that kind of deal. If you're lazy, uh, it's just kind of like a matter of it's a little bit of luck. It's a little bit of being in the right place at the right time. Like knock on wood, it'll go well for him next year, but he's about to have a really big year. Uh, We're running late. What would you rate? Like rate him, give him a letter. What would I I rate him? I'll give him a C plus. Uh, Same C plus. Seems good. Uh, Did good, but, Still want to see more. Absolutely. And again, I mean, it makes sense, right? It makes sense because now we didn't see enough from him, but, but mostly all happened in Tucson. And um, there's, we, we know that we know there's some potential, but we have an, we have a capped expectation. Um, and the good thing for his, our, him, our expectations are still a little bit low. So, yeah, we were talking about like a third line player. That's like not a world breaker. Yeah, although I will say he is in the contract year coming up. So like if he can come out with a bang and, you know, really, really prove himself. I, I hope this time next year I give him a much higher grade. We definitely talked a lot about like opportunity like this past season. Like it was something like every single player had an opportunity. It's going to be the same next year. And Carconi is probably like one of the players that I would say he's probably like the equivalent of a Kyle Capobianco in just terms of opportunity. Like he needs to prove himself this year. Uh, and, and it's kind of like balls in his court, like whatever he does, like that's what he does. It is what it, it is. What happens? I'm excited for him though. I, like I think, um, like I said, even though my expectations are low, I'm optimistic for him. I am, I'm pretty optimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I might not get to see him in Tucson as as often anymore, but that might be for other other reasons. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I'm sure he hopes he doesn't see you in Tucson much, uh, just because. Yeah, I'm sure he'd rather be playing in uh in Tempe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways, though, we're just out of time of today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe. If you have yet to already, we're really everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lockdown Coyotes, on Instagram at Lockdown Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. 
I am personally at Robin underscore Leano, R-O-B-Y-N underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock F-F-H. And back with us, ask the question you might have, we can answer it, answer them right back on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes Podcast. And as a heads out to all of you guys, once again, I do want to thank Tony Ferrari for coming on to our show yesterday for talking to some draft, um, draft people. Um, we are we are in talks of getting you know, getting him on again sometime soon, as well as other draft experts talk about drafts as we get once again go into the final minute, the final month until NHL draft. Plus other guests coming up all throughout this month. You will want to stay locked in to Lockdown Coyotes. Once again, that's it for today's show. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy and also cool because it's getting hot out there. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>